Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. today's Lifting Lesson at Lunch. We're so thankful that you've joined us today. I encourage you to take the Word of God with me and join me in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, that's where we're going to start out today. I want to give you a few quick uh, things here in our study of the 12 disciples. We're going on in our ser- in our uh, series. We've covered quite a few of the disciples, and today we're going to be looking at the disciple Philip. The disciple Philip. Philip, he is a very interesting disciple. In fact, really other than lists of names, really all we see about Philip is in the book of John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the synoptic gospels, the gospels that are very similar in their content and their things that they say, uh, they mention Philip, but only really in lists. They really only mention him in the lists um, of the disciples. But John really shows the personality. Really shows the personality of Philip. But uh, something I want you to notice here as we look at this disciple, very simple today. Of course, we know that if we were to look at every disciple in great depth and every verse they're mentioned, and it would be long, long, long. So I just want to give you a couple things today that hopefully will be encouragement to you. But here in uh, Matthew chapter 11, the Bible says in verse 21, Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than you. Now, of course, we see here Jesus. He's predicting his rejection and the judgment that will come upon these cities. But notice that Bethsaida is mentioned, and we know, based on the Word of God, that Philip was from Bethsaida. So Bethsaida was a place that was that rejected Christ and is in going to be judged and is going to receive the judgment of God. But we see something interesting, is that Philip was from Bethsaida. Philip was, his kinsmen were the ones that were going to reject Christ, uh, one, of the, one of the main ones that would reject Christ, and and things like this, but yet Christ still used Philip. Not only was he from Bethsaida, and God you still used him, but God used him to reach, to, to preach to Bethsaida. So interesting, so amazing. This was such an encouragement to me because the Bible talks about how we ought to be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and other most part of the world. That Jerusalem, that and personalizing it, it that, that's us. That is our family. That is our sphere of influence that's directly with us. And I can tell you that although your family might, might be just far away from God, God can still use you. God can still use you to plant seeds in their heart, to draw them back to himself. Maybe you have family members that aren't saved. God can still use you in a mighty way. God can still use you to use the Word of God to draw them back to Himself. Maybe you have family members that are saved and they're just far away from God. God could use you and your faithfulness to Him to draw them back to Himself. But we see this just this, this 
this interesting encouragement we find from the life of Philip, that the fact that he's from Bethsaida, it, it's, it seems very small, but, but the truth that it has for us, Bethsaida was a place that, is, that was of, a, of sin and wickedness, but Jesus, he chose a man that was from Bethsaida and, and even used him to, to reach part of Bethsaida. Bethsaida. See, first of all, he was from Bethsaida, but second, we see that he was pretty, um, pretty rational. He's a pretty rational disciple, pretty straight to the point. How many of you know somebody that, man, you talk to them and they just get to the point? I know somebody like that, and man, they don't waste any time. They don't, in, in other words, they don't chew their cabbage twice. They just say what's on their mind. They, they, they're just rational in the way that they think and the things that they do. It's like, well, um, is that how that works? Okay, if that's how that works, then that's how it's going to be. He, you know, kind of rational. They don't really look for, you know... In between A and C, they don't really try and look for a V anywhere. They just go right to it. But here in John 6, 6, it's so interesting. We see here, uh, we see the feeding of the 5,000. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is in the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were deceased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him. He saith unto, Pete, unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he knew, for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus, he's asking Philip, Where do we give? How are we going to feed these folks? Where are we going to get bread for these folks? Philip, of course, Jesus doesn't ask answer ask a question that he doesn't already know the answer to. But he, but Philip answered him, saying, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. So interesting, Philip, he's just straight to the point. He just said, there ain't no way we're going to feed these people. We ain't got enough money, and it's just an impossibility to feed all these people. He was just straight there to the point. You know, it's, it's so amazing to me that, that Jesus, although uh, Philip doubted, Philip didn't have an answer, Philip didn't understand how, God still allowed him to be a part of this great miracle. You know, it makes sense for for Jesus to just say, okay, Philip, you don't believe me, fine. Then, you, you know, you won't get a part of this blessing. But he still used him and still not only used him to be, to be a blessing, but gave him a blessing. What an amazing truth that we see here that Jesus, he'll still use us in our doubt. I think of Thomas, the doubting Thomas. God used doubting Thomas to say, and record one of the greatest statements about the deity of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God, there in John. How amazing. We see Philip, he was from Bethsaida. Philip, he was rational and straight to the point. But also, lastly, we'll see that he was, his witness, it was simple. His witness was simple. If you go back to John 1, John 1, his, his witness here was simple. It was just a simplistic witness. Notice here what he says. John 1 says, Now Philip, verse 44, Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. His witness was simple. His witness was simple. He just said, look, I can't answer the question, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He just said, come and see. 
Come and see. He, he did such an amazing thing in my life. Just come and see. Come and see. Friend, I don't know the people that you are that you can witness to, the people that are in your sphere of influence. But maybe sometimes it's just going to take some simplicity to say, come and see. Come and see what the Lord's done. Come and see. Philip, we see that he was a man of Bethsaida. God used him, though. A wicked city, deserving judgment, but God used him. He was from that city. He was just a simple man, a appointed man. God can use our personalities. God uses us in the different areas in which we are. We may doubt him, but he still can use us and bless us and use us as a blessing to others. But he also just was a simple witness. Come and see. Come and see. I love, the, I love what he says. We have found him. We found him. I can't imagine the joy in this man's heart. Not that he found Jesus, but that Jesus had found him. You don't find Jesus unless he first finds you. I once was lost, but now am found. I thank the Lord that I am found, that he found me. And not just that he found me, but that the Holy Spirit convicted my heart and I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone to save me. And that was when I found him. Friend today, be like Philip. Be like Philip. You may have a bad home life, bad circumstances, bad influence in your life. God can still use you. You may be different than everybody else. That's okay. God still uses you. You may not have all the answers to everybody's questions. It's okay. God can still use you. Come and see. We found him. I pray that today God uses this as a blessing in your life. And I look forward to being with you again in the future. Have a great day.